So welcome back to the CrossFit Bath podcast. A very exciting episode because we finally got him on. <laughs> and our guest today is the one and only Ed Mason. Ed, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Jason. Glad to be here, finally. Finally. It's only taken a global pandemic to get you on. And I feel like this is the episode that breaks down the door in general because I've had a couple of people that I were like, when are you coming on? And their response was, hold on, Ed's not been on yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. The floodgates are going to open now, Jace. Exactly. Wonderful. So, Ed, before we jump into talking about you and, and your history with CrossFit and CrossFit Bath in particular, uh, mm-hmm. got to warm you up. You no know problem. more than anyone how important a good warm-up is. <laughs> Heck yes. So, we're going to start with some warm-up questions. It's a little bit of a okay. mix because I did put out a, a request specifically for you uh, uh-huh. that you were on, which... which <laughs> Had, had a few responses. Uh, the first question yes. is more of a statement, uh, just to set the tone. So this was from Del Kime, <laughs> who simply just said, I hope I'm as strong as Ed when I get to his age. I'm not quite sure how to interpret that. <laughs> so he's trying to wind the clock back. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little dig there, but I'll, I'll let that one pass with Dell. He's a hero, so yeah, we'll let that one ride, not yeah. a problem. And, and he was on the podcast before you, so I feel he's got <laughs> some bragging rights. <laughs> Definitely. So next question that is an actual question is yeah. from uh, Becky Ward. Mm-hmm. She asks, what is your guilty pleasure song to work out to? Oh my goodness, guilty pleasure song. Uh I don't know if I've got a guilty pleasure song. Something that's really bad, is it? Is it going to be a cheesy hit or something like I that? Guess, so, yeah, probably like a Rocky montage film uh, theme or something uh, like that. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, it's, a, it's a song I already put out on one of my uh, Feel Good Factor challenges. I'm going to go for Jolene by Dolly Parton. Then. How about yeah? that? Yeah. Yeah, a bit of country and western. Why not? There you go. I mean, that is classic country as well, isn't it? It is. Yeah, definitely. Now, there, there's a question that I ask every time we get someone on the podcast for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for you, it's interesting because I, I haven't asked you yet, but it has been answered on your behalf a number of times. Oh, yes. How is that possible? Well, Ollie and Shax had the same answer oh, okay. about you when oh, no. I asked them about themselves. So I, I usually ask someone if we were going to make the, the CrossFit Bath movie mm-hmm. biopic, uh, mm-hmm. who would you pick to play you? Now, previously, oh we've been told that David Caruso, <laughs> also known as Horatio Kane from CSI Miami. Yeah, uh, might be one of my nicknames, yeah, quite possibly. Is your lookalike. But I would like to know who you personally would pick to play you in, in a film. Uh, I think if, if memory serves, Ollie has picked Jason Statham for himself. Yeah. And Shax has gone with Brad Pitt, so... <laughs> Um, there's there's a little bit of wiggle room in your answer uh, (laughs) well it needs to be somebody maybe who's got a little bit gray then like myself doesn't it um uh i'll tell you what i'm gonna go george clooney how about that wow i mean a little bit gray (laughs) (laughs) my beard would be if i let it grow again george clooney how about that george clooney i like it i'm gonna have to mock up some image later with uh... (laughs) The free owners at this point. Yeah, I haven't quite got the same looks, but you know, there's a little bit of artistic license going on there. Yeah, I mean, if 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 Clooney hits the gym, maybe he can get get in shape yeah. like you, Ed. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly, I had some work to do. 
So maybe for a final warm-up question, I think it's quite a nice one because it will lead into a, a more relevant discussion. Uh, this mm-hmm. comes from Nat. So mm-hmm. one of the coaches getting in there with a question. But it's Excellent. a nice question. He asks, favourite CrossFit Bath memory to date? Oh, definitely going to Copenhagen for the first time <clears throat> to watch CrossFit Bath in the European regionals at the Ballop Arena. Just some lifelong friendships were made on that tour um, to Copenhagen. It was wonderful to see the team perform. But also it was a real first major uh, big European region. The one before that had been in Bolton. Um, yeah, and some of the people that went with the box, it, it was like an old school rugby tour in a way. Um, and some of those people that we went on tour are still at the gym, some aren't, but yeah, made lifelong friendships. That that memory will never be repeated again. You know, we went the following year and it was, it was good, but just, you know, that was the first time we'd ever done anything like that. And it was just, yeah, outstanding. Wow. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, I mean, that that came quick. Yeah. Mm. There was no editing on my part on how quickly you no, got that answer. No. There, there's some very funny videos around of people. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it was just wonderful. Yeah, epitomizes the kind of like, the bond that's uh, that's created by people in CrossFit when you go on shared experiences like that. Brilliant, really nice. So I think that nicely leads into now the the discussion about you and CrossFit. So mm-hmm. if we're shifting away from a warm up, feeling warm? Oh, absolutely fine. Yeah, raring to go. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't want you to injure yourself, you know. <laughs> I'll just be honest, but I always operate at Z1 level. Shaq's will appreciate what that is, you know, just uh, keep my heart rate down, just nice, easy pace. Why, why not? <laughs> how, how, how much more so now in this time of lockdown we wanna... exactly yeah no redlining it obvious first question i would say is how did you first find crossfit okay so i was working as a freelance personal trainer up at coon grove <clears throat> obviously adam was working in the gym there as well while he was working as the membership manager and one of uh, one of the other gym instructors had found crossfit online and you know, there's this underground movement of this, you know, totally different way of training, quite the antithesis of what Coon Grove Manager was like, to say the least. So I'd always done a lot of typical weight training. Yeah. So with dumbbells, barbells, pull-ups, that type of thing. Um, and I guess it just caught my imagination that it was something totally new. So when Pete and Adam and Ollie started doing these types of movements, I was thinking, well, I think I need to get involved in this as well. So, you know, maybe the phrase can't teach an old dog new tricks, but there are elements of that training that I'd always incorporated in my work and what I got my clients to do. But yeah, it was a different speed, different sort of pace. And it was this really underground, edgy type of fitness that training that, you know, I'd never seen before. Yeah. And it just it just captivated me straight away. All right. I was, I was going to ask them, was it kind of like love at first sight type thing with CrossFit then? Because obviously a lot of people, um, I suppose myself included, when I first heard about CrossFit, uh, you know, uh, and I suppose you probably got to it a lot soon, you know, a lot earlier than I did. So mm-hmm. there hadn't been as much of this sort of negative press around it or, or perhaps better, there hadn't been enough time for some people to do stupid things. I um, think so. And so you know, I was a little bit on the on the fence when I first heard about it. And it wasn't until I looked into it properly, mm. saw people do it well, that I got it. And I was like, okay, this makes sense. Uh, but for you, was it sort of when you first saw that, because you had already incorporated things into your previous training, you could see immediately, oh yeah, this will work if you it do it. It was different. When, when we got into it, there was less of the box structure. You know, there was hardly any UK gyms. So it was more about the workout of the day it was posted on CrossFit main site. You do it yourself. Obviously, most Americans were doing it in their home gyms, were well kids out. 
we were trying to do it at Coombe Grove. I'd be going out to Alexandra Park, trying to use the climbing frame for teaching myself kipping pull-ups. And then we'd post our, our times or our scores online to the main CrossFit page. So it didn't have the type of connotations in the early days that it maybe went through when the gyms in the UK had been open or in other countries for sort of two, three, four years. People were just trying to beast themselves, not really knowing what they were doing. So early days, it was very different. You know, what, uh, a CrossFit day might have been just back squat one day and that was it. So that was all you do for your back squat and they'd be progressing. So it wasn't always that wad every day. So when CrossFit first started out and we got into it early in the UK, it was a different, it was a different beast. It was definitely a different entity. So yeah, it was, uh, it was just something that we learned probably amongst the four of us and got into it more and more and more and then started pitting ourselves and doing the wads together. And then that's when the competitive element and the enjoyment started coming out of it and, and training together. You know, I always, everybody prefers training with a buddy, you know, so my early days in the gym was always training with rugby friends or other mates in the gym, college, uni, whatever it was. And then that just rolled that out on a bigger, on a bigger scale, really. Okay. So I, w- I was going to ask, but I feel like you've kind of covered it about your sort of your fitness like model before mm-hmm. and, and then after. So you're saying it was much more, it was very traditional kind of. So I hadn't done any, no Olympic lifting or anything like that. So I, I, my training would have been very much weights were separate. So, you know, I'd have done a lot of dumbbell work or some barbell work, maybe t- typical more sort of bodybuilding type exercises, but then would have always combined that with running outside, you know, around the Bath Half Marathon using the rowers or using, <clears throat> using cross trainers and then playing sport as well. So out playing sport, whatever it may be. So that was my training background. So there were lots of elements of the CrossFit side that I'd never done and I've been on gymnastic rings before. Certainly hadn't done any of the Olympic lifts or that type of thing. So in the early days when we got into training, trying to teach ourselves or learn some of those movements without any proper instruction or any proper supervision, uh, was interesting to say the least. There were a few mishaps on the gym floor at King Grove, <laughs> some of which I'd rather forget about. Yeah, that's not your favourite memories of CrossFit Love. <laughs> <laughs> there's one which i'm sure you might be able to prize out of me that that uh, one of my ex-clients still one of my personal training clients still reminds me about unfortunately well i mean now you've said that we've got a <laughs> well in the early days of trying to learn double unders oh, maybe i was maybe not quite as light on my feet and maybe i was a little bit heavier at the time and the gym at king grove was on the first floor and yeah, I managed to go through the floor doing double unders and actually the, the floorboards collapsed and there was a big dent in the middle of the floor, oh, which wow. I've never lived down. <laughs> I, think, I think one of our, our early members in CrossFit, Daniel Creese, friend of Shaq, nick, nicknamed me two-ton after that. <laughs> Once he... I was going to say, you're saying like, oh, I was maybe a little bit heavier to the point that I went through the floor. I mean, well, no, 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 no. It's just I was in the heavy on my feet. I mean, maybe a couple of extra kilos. My build was a little different, so maybe I wasn't quite as lean then. But uh, not that I am now. But um, yeah, I think I think uh, I think the height I was trying to jump to master double unders was not ideal. So I'm perhaps I perhaps landed with a little bit more force than was intended. This may be something you need to test when you're looking at new facilities for CrossFit Bath. <laughs> it's just sort of do the double under test quickly, just to make sure. <laughs> No one's going through the floor in any uh, right. in any right. new gym. Right. Quite possibly, anyway. I'll pull out there now, so nobody needs to feel embarrassed about their double under technique ever again. Now they know the mishaps I endured when I was learning them. Wow, <laughs> where do we go from there? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask then. So it's interesting because now a lot of and a lot of the members are coming in. So some are like transitioning across from other 
other gyms or mm -hmm. spot, but we, we have a lot of members that this is kind of the first thing they've done or at least the first thing they've done in a very long time so you mm -hmm. know oh, i played sport at school mm -hmm. and then past 20 years that i did nothing and now i'm coming back and, and trying to train yeah. and obviously you as a coach you can see them having to learn olympic lifting and mm -hmm. gymnastics and things like that for the very first time how was it for you then because you as you said you didn't have someone to coach you kind of in the same way but yeah. you did have a background in training so yeah. how did you find it learning the olympic lifts and the different movements so i think i found those things hard because a, a traditional training background of sort of using dumbbells most of the exercises are performed maybe at tempo or a little bit slower and the whole emphasis of limpet lifting is that explosion as you hit triple extension whatever so you know i'd be pulling too early with my arms i'd be trying to muscle the bar up so yeah i definitely found that tradition from the type of weights i'd done previously to try and learn olympic lifting and really hard i remember going in the early days on a on olympic lifting uh kind of like day up in london with an ex-british olympic lifter you know and we were we were snatching pvc pipes and 15 kilo bars and finding that really harder to hard to master and you know seeing people now come in and what they are able to do in a very short space of time was quite different um, there's a very famous photo of Ollie just about overhead squatting a broom handle in the old, the first box we ever had. So, yeah, you know, we had tight shoulders. So th there's lots of benefits to coming to Olympic lifting, having had very little training exposure before because you don't have any bad habits. So trying to reprogram the brain to speed up a movement or not pull the arms is much harder than going to it, having never done any of those types of, of movement patterns before so much easier it's interesting isn't it because i think that links to that idea that where people are sort of thinking they need to get fit to do crossfit you know yeah. where we talk about like, oh i need i'm not fit enough so i'll go to global gym for a year get yeah. fit and then i can do crossfit and that gives you basically a year to learn things that are going to negatively impact you trying to then learn to do movements at speed yeah, potentially and that's the thing about crossfit is universally scalable so you don't have to be some super fit person to start it doesn't matter where you're beginning your fitness journey you know the quality of coaching should enable you to get the right stimulus in the workout that's going to be different to somebody who's been doing crossfit for five years or whatever but that doesn't matter you'll still get the right benefits and the right stimulus for you to progress and to improve your health to improve your fitness to improve your strength definitely so you uh, obviously started crossfit quite a while ago uh, as we know yeah. because the and that's not a dig at you ed don't look at me like that <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think it was <laughs> that's because we know crossfit bath has, has already you know what you were 10 years 10 years so yeah so obviously in that 10 year period uh, speaking with shacks he's often referred to kind of some of the old days and 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 things that were happening and and being done yeah. that now yeah. he looks back and sort of cringes yeah, yeah what's been your experience over those 10 years how, how have you found maybe in your training personally and then also in the way you've trained others that you've kind of refined things to what it oh, is yeah massively now. so i think when so when we first got into crossfit we would literally just follow crossfit.com so we would just follow the workouts when we we're doing ourselves before we'd even set up any classes and in the percy boys club where it started and then shax's garage before we opened that first box we were probably just doing the one workout of the day, so it might be a strength day. Now, it doesn't mean then, say it was a deadlift five by five, I'd have probably gone off and done more of my own training after that, but I'd have just crossed it off and done my CrossFit one for the day. And then when we when we first opened, we were probably just again doing CrossFit.com workouts. We'd maybe program a week behind, so we knew how we could plan for the week, because obviously our facility was pretty small and the equipment that we had. 
So we did pretty much follow their structure quite closely for a while. Um, and I think then we moved to the bigger premises in Wansdyke and then we started to open up the programming a bit more. That was where we went through the phrase, the phase of probably more is better, particularly for our own training, you know, as, as the competitive side of CrossFit then started to grow and competition started to come out into the, into the limelight. So, you know, DWF, the regionals, the open, that type of thing. And there was a view that, you know, more is better on the volume side of it. So I certainly went into that trap and, you know, the people, my mates that train, because we didn't do the classes as such, we would train on our own during the day. Yeah, we'd be upscaling workouts, doing double wads in a day, oh, doing all sorts of crazy stuff, you know. And inevitably that takes its toll and you pick up an injury or, you know, you can do it for so long and then you break down. And then, yeah, hindsight's a great thing. <clears throat> I'm not saying I didn't enjoy that period because it was great fun. Um, and I certainly felt I got very fit and reasonably strong as a consequence of that. Do I feel like I need to be doing that now? No, no. I'd much rather just follow the programming that we do. I think that is perfect for everybody's level. Those that maybe want to compete, you know, at whatever level they do, just regular easy competitions are a bit harder with their buddies, then maybe there's some extra work that needs to be done. But for the vast majority of people, you know, a good broad-based CrossFit program schedule in the week ticks all the boxes for me it really does i'd like to pick up on that a little bit so is that because obviously we've actually you know i've been in many classes that you've coached but i've also mm. a couple of times been in a class where you've not coached but joined in on mm. the class so is mm. that you know obviously now <laughs> lockdown is changing many of things but mm -hmm. before let's say you know before covid let's put it as that, that new way um was that your your training then it was just you know, following the, the programming of the gym as the members? So you mean b b b b before before we moved to Twitter? You mean sort of kind of like... Uh, no, I just day. mean um, literally like a couple of months ago. So your oh, yeah. your oh, fitness yeah. program was... Yeah. No, so I try, and, I try and do the classes twice a week, three times a week, depending when I was coaching. And if I wasn't coaching, I'd either just do the do the water of the day on my own in the afternoon if I was coaching in the evening. Um I never work Wednesdays, which is a downside because I'd always miss my Olympic lifting. So at some point, I try and catch up on some of that in a shape or form later in the week, and then maybe on Saturday morning. So yeah, I know I just followed what the classes did. I didn't, I didn't necessarily try to pick and choose or cherry pick. So yeah, I would just do, just do the workout of the day. Um, so you know, if I'm coaching on a Thursday night, I train on a Thursday afternoon on my own. Never as much fun. You know, I much prefer the camaraderie, the class structure, the class dynamic, or doing it at least with one other person. So if there was somebody around in the gym that was happy to do the workout at three o'clock and would jump in on me, fantastic. But yeah, I just do, just do whatever we were programmed. I didn't do anything different at all. And that's probably been for about the last two years, maybe a little bit longer, I think. I think it's kind of important for people to hear that because it's one thing to put it out there as, you know, this mm. is what we want you to do. Yeah. But backing that up by saying and i'm doing exactly the same thing and I, and I think you know being a coach and people knowing that you know that you can do all these movements and that mm -hmm. you're not like having to hold back due to inability to do something but you're like well i can mm -hmm. do whatever's on the board and i'm just going to do what's on the board uh, yep. i think that's nice so it, it just shows that you know you're not saying we'll do this but i'm going to go do my secret programming you're, you're oh, saying, no. Look, this is the programming it works yep. i'm you know i'm not making you do something that i wouldn't be willing to do myself yeah no, I, I'm quite happy to, and I'll happily feedback to Shax when it's a pretty horrible one, and I haven't liked it at all, just as much as everybody else done, or I'm getting a little bit of feedback in my glutes for three days because I've done so many weighted lunges or something like that. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I think for me, and for the vast majority of people, that programming 
you know, is spot on and you don't need to do anything extra. Now, if you've got a weakness or you've got an injury or your goal is to get your first strict pull-up, if you're just doing the classes, there won't be enough structure in there probably for you to get stronger and stronger for strict pull-ups. So you need to do something a little bit extra each day when you come in. So that's where some extras around the class structure you know, is important or somebody's coming back from injury or they've got a deficit, maybe they need some one-to-one -one sessions to sort their technique out. But across the board, in terms of a broad-based uh, exercise program for the vast majority of people, perfect, spot on. And, and how are you finding that then now during the, uh, the kind of the home workout things? Because you, you just, you said something on the Q&A uh, that was quite interesting because you just mentioned that, you know, you had, obviously, you locked up the gym. So you had mm -hmm. the the chance yeah. to grab yeah. whatever yeah. bit of kit you wanted. Now, conveniently, mm -hmm. you didn't take one of the assault bikes. Now, that's interesting. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> Partly because I've got my own bikes. I've been going out cycling lots. So I've right. been going out cycling once a day. But I, I know you, you mentioned specifically a barbell. You sort of mm -hmm. you were like, you know, I was there. There were all those barbells. I could have easily grabbed yeah. one. But you said you wanted to be in a, in a similar situation to yeah. the members. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have got a kettlebell. I have got a dumbbell. Um, so that does allow me a little bit more flexibility than people have had to create their own weights and that type of thing. But, you know, however long in lockdown, my fitness and my body is not really going to suffer by doing a slightly different type of training volume or training intensity in terms of lighter weights, higher reps. So whenever we come out of this, the fact that I haven't, you know, I haven't got a pull-up bar. I can't do any pull-ups. It's one of my favorite exercises or muscle-ups or any of that type of thing. You know, so a little bit of my strength will fall off as a result of that. But, you know, on the fitness journey for the length of time, we're going to be training post lockdown in the years to come. I'll get that back. You know, I'll get back to where I was. And if it's not exactly the same, is that really going to matter for me personally? No. Now, if it's somebody that wants to do lots and lots of competitions, you know, going forward and, you know, they want to improve their position in the open and they want to do well on, you know, maybe there's a team ready for the Inferno pairs and stuff like that, then, you know, maybe that's a little bit different. But for me, where I am in my fitness goals and what I want to get out of training, quite happy. So, I'm doing the same thing now where I can, I'll, I'll train with the classes. So I jumped in with, with Shax's one at 5.30 yesterday, which I told him at the end was absolute horror show. Just for me, those, those reverse lunges into a step up were, were nasty. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to do the classes as I normally would. And then if I can't for some reason, I'm picking up on one of the dumbbell workouts at home, or I might do a little bit of a hybrid session that I've made up myself as well. You know, I've got a rower at home, which makes some of those different sessions easier to do but yeah I'm, I'm following the same principle that i'm just doing our programming at home and i think that the kind of doing your own little thing here and there is also what's happening in general as yeah. well because i think a lot of us are you know our schedules are all over the place so i know for myself you know i i got <laughs> got quizzed on my my maybe for yesterday when i put in uh when when lydia's asking who's doing the what and i was like well maybe <laughs> like, what, what's this maybe and like well maybe because is the baby asleep or not is yeah does my son yeah. need extra help with the homeschooling at that point so yeah. 10 o'clock she'd gone to bed so i was like oh all right i'm jumping yeah. in at 10 because i can yeah. um, and obviously you know the, the day before i couldn't get on so go out and do you know, i do yeah. have a barbell so i was like all right i'll go and do the yeah. the squat program that i'm following from you know that used to was posted up in february but it's that kind of when you can get in on the wad great and then also you know again Shax is putting out you know the different 
there's a kettlebell workout or a dumbbell workout. So it might be that I couldn't get in on the class. Oh, I'll just do the dumbbell workout today. I'm, I, I'm, I'm plenty self-motivated to train on my own. So I never have a problem with, you know, like I said, if I was coaching in the evening, I'd always train in the afternoon on my own in the gym. But, you know, I, I actually, I much prefer to train with people. And I love the class interaction that it gives you. So I'd normally train at five o'clock if I was at coaching. So it's the same with Zoom. It's no different. You know, if I'd done yesterday's workout on my own, yeah, I'd have got through it. But I'm sure I pushed myself a little bit harder, enjoyed not that I'm looking at anybody else on the Zoom screen when I'm doing the actual workout, but the fact that we've done the warm-up together, we've said hello to one another, there's still that element of community that you get in the box doing it on Zoom. Yes, it's not quite the same, and it's true for the coaches. There's not the same ability to coach people in and out, depending, if, especially if a camera angle, you can't see anybody <laughs> apart from the top of their head bob up and down every now and again. But it still makes me train a little bit harder, and it still makes me feel better having done the workout as part of a group, for sure. I definitely think there's a, a degree, even if it's only in your mind, there is a degree of accountability whenever you're yeah. on camera. Um, yeah. I, and I, I find it exactly the same. That I, I'm doing workouts on my own. I'm, I'm pretty much doing something nearly mm -hmm. every day uh, as much as possible. Yeah. But oh, definitely I phone it in when I'm on my own. And, yeah. when, when, and when Lydia is watching me and calling me out because I'm having another sip of water, then I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I also know that, you know, if I'm in there and Ollie was training last night and me and Shaq, you know, I'm going to be the brunt of all their little digs. They're going to see me suffering. They know I take far too long while my breathers between exercises and movements. So, you know, that's part of the fun of it, you know, the little bits of banter that are still able to go on for sure. Now, something else you mentioned earlier, um, which if we just step aside from training for a little bit, is uh, the, you, you've kind of got a little project that you're running at the moment on the Facebook groups for both mm -hmm. uh, the, yeah. the Bridge and, and, and Bath. Yeah. So, so what was sort of the idea behind that? Maybe just first what that, what that is, just for anyone who hasn't seen it. And also what's, what's the idea behind it? So it's just a little daily post. Um, so there were feel good Friday. There was all sorts of little things went around what it should be called. It just came up as I think maybe between myself, Sammy, Ollie and Shax, just, yeah, five minute feel good challenge. Just there's so much, <clears throat> there's so many people posting out there on social media channels about, you know, lockdown, you can better yourself by doing this and that. There's so much pressure out there, you know, for a better phrase to be a better version of yourself. For some people, it's just it's just too much. And I wanted to put a different slant out there that just take five minutes out of your day to do something that's going to make you feel a little bit better. It might be memories, watching something, doing something. Um, because everybody in lockdown is going to go through different stresses, for sure. And also to create a little bit of interaction on the tribes to replace that interaction that we get at the box. Now, we're trying to do that in other ways with friends cook along and, you know, we had... Ollie's inaugural wonderful quiz on Sunday night. But again, just to get people posting on the tribes to create that social interaction with people that you normally see in the gym. I didn't really know how long I was going to do it for. First of all, it was, should I just put a little motivational quote out there or just some feel-good quote that maybe people can relate to when they, when they see it out there? Um, and yeah, I haven't run out of ideas yet. If I do, then uh, I'll be open to suggestions of what they might be. Um, I think, I think the, the, the post a picture of your pet probably melted the melted the social media down more than anything there were more posts on your pet photos than anything else um but yeah i think it's proved popular and you know i'll keep doing it for as long as people want to post and if it suddenly you know people people are fed up with me and fed up with seeing my voice in my little five minute clips then i'll stop but if it's doing some good and it's putting a smile on people's faces and people do feel good as a result of it then then that's something to be drawn from it and it's just part of everything that we're doing as as owners of the box to try and keep everybody 
fit and healthy. And that, that's as much your mental health and your state of mind and your feel good factor as anything else. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, that mental health side of things and that pressure that people are putting on themselves mm-hmm. and, and whether that be in their training. I mean, we've mentioned, you know, you, you've mentioned that, you know, you're not doing pull ups by default, when you go back in, you're going to have less pull up like that's, mm-hmm. and obviously for some people, they're like, well, of course that makes perfect sense. And no problem. Give me some time. I'll get it back and probably go beyond. Uh, and for some that is, you know, crippling and soul destroying yep. because that was, but also yep. this, this concept of what you're doing with your time mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah, you, you know, I'm speaking to people that are, are just bored because they have so much t- free time at the moment and they do not know what to do. Whereas, you know, being at home with two small children, <laughs> I wish I had free time. So, <laughs> so when people are putting pressure on like, you know, you should learn a new language or learn a new skill or do this or do that. And you think I, I'm struggling to do what I used to do, Very much let so. alone do something, yeah. something extra. And if I come out of this lockdown feeling like a failure because I didn't capitalize on all the free time I apparently had. So I mm-hmm. think it's nice. Yeah. That idea of just saying, look, you know, don't worry. Yeah. Here's a nice thought for the day. <laughs> everybody's going to be in a different situation. There will be some people that can learn a new skill because they have got all that free time. But for other people, you know, maybe they're still working as well. They could be in one of the key workers or maybe working in the NHS, whatever it is. And then they've got family at home and kids at home. So when they get back home, they don't have any time for training and there's all this information overload going out there. And maybe, you know, for some people, if it just gives them five minutes to just think about, oh yeah, I used to really love watching that program because it made me laugh or yeah, just go put your favorite feel good song on for five minutes and dance around your front room or, you know, anything like that, just to, just to break up of whatever it is that's that treadmill that people are feeling like they're on going round and round and not being able to jump off. Um, just gives them a little break from it <clears throat> aside from the you know the contact of members on the gym posting and making fun or agreeing with what people have posted in terms of whatever their favorite things are <laughs> nice so obviously the, the future at the moment is an unknown mm. uh, an unknown quantity uh, with shacks we talked about that even even when you're given the go-ahead to be allowed to reopen you don't know mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. in in what format that will look like Um, how are you feeling about the future at this point um i for the vast majority of my time i'm a very positive person i'm pretty laid back i'm pretty chilled i don't i don't tend to think the worst so you know i definitely know crossfit bath and the bridge will survive when we come out the other side i think there'll be elements of this that make us stronger and i think it's probably going to change the face of what a lot of commercial gyms look like in terms of what they offer with with online training and things like that but for me i mean nothing will replace getting back onto that gym floor getting back into the box seeing everybody's smiling faces seeing people's faces change when they come through that door you know they start getting excited they're smiling because they're happy you know that 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 can never be replaced for me and you know when we get back to that then i'll be back in my happy place so I, i'm really missing that for sure but yeah i mean everybody's gonna is going everybody's in the same boat everybody's going through this experience you know and either you can you can be very um negative about what's going to be the situation where you can come out of it or you can try and be positive and say look you know whatever it is we'll make the best of it and everybody will understand that and we're all going to be in the same position and we'll, we'll work together towards a common goal of being able to replicate what we used to do as best as possible. It will be interesting. I, I think there's there are a number of things I found, you know, apart from the gym and fitness and all that, like just in life in general uh, with different people that that have, have kind of been a positive that have come out mm. of this because of having to adapt certain things in mm. certain ways. And we've discovered, well, actually, 
this is maybe a better way to do it anyway. So we might continue doing that and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And I, I do wonder going back into the gym because, you know, I haven't been able, again, not speaking for myself, but somebody's like, oh, you know, I haven't been able to touch a barbell for however many months. Mm-hmm. So when, uh, when Shax has programmed a load of thrusters that previously, <laughs> previously I would have skipped that workout because who wants to do that many thrusters? It's just going to be that, yeah. oh, it's a barbell. Let me get in and do it. Uh, so I do think there might be a little, a little spike in, in kind of people's motivation and just, just happy to be there again. Yeah. I feel also it'll, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll bring everybody back down to my level. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got to the point where I'm, I'm never afraid to scale a workout, you know? So if the kettlebell says 32 kilos, I tend to not go anywhere near a 32 kilo kettlebell these days. So I'll always scale things back and people coming back to the gym and them to be going to have to do that. So they'll just, it's just going to put everybody at the stand down to my level really, which I think will be fantastic. So I'll be able to compete with some people that left my standards long ago. So yeah. that's a positive that's going to come out of it. Exactly. You'll have a, you have a couple of months like that and then you'll yeah. need to find a new way of yeah. keeping everyone at home for a couple and of maybe, months. Maybe, I, maybe I'll even be able to, you know, be able to sort of sort of compete with Del Kine when he was in his prime once he's back, you know, you never know. Might be a possibility. I thought I'd get that little dig in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, shots have been fired during this podcast. <laughs> I think uh, that would be a, that would be a great little uh, little charity something down the line. Would be a uh, Ed Dell throwdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Now you put out there, Jason. You heard oh, it here dear. first, everybody. So um, maybe, maybe we can do a few little head-to-heads. Maybe not just restrict it to the Masters. You know, I'm sure there's some other ones that could go down. Well, you put the list together and we'll make it happen. Okay, okay. well, maybe, maybe that's something that the Facebook tribes can... Uh, you know, that, that should be a one of your feel-good things should be, who would you like to see, you know, when this is all over, who would you like to see throw down? <laughs> we'll, get a few, we'll get a few names together and then we'll put it together. Oh, dear. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. So bef- before we end, Ed, we, mm-hmm. we always like to, uh, to spotlight a listener. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, up until now, it had always been a member of either the bridge or CrossFit bar. Mm-hmm. Today, we have our first member of a different CrossFit box that we're going to spotlight. However, mm-hmm. former member of CrossFit bar. So, okay, sort sort of our first non-member, but technically was a member, uh, and that point. was Ryan Butlin. Do you remember yes. Ryan? Of course, Certainly you do. do. Yep. Yeah, very uh, much so. And I think he's still very involved when there's uh, Sid and things like that going on. So he's yeah, yeah. He's, he's well known. Currently, Fantastic. he uh, is a member of CrossFit BFG. Okay. So classic question I like to ask people is what time do they train? Do you remember what time he used to train when he was in Bath? Oh, he varied. Sometimes he was in at five o'clock. I think sometimes he was in later at seven o'clock. Dif- different times, I think. His schedule allowed him to do a few different classes through the day. Yeah, so I... I I agree with that because I know I have I trained with him on and off, uh, mm. so that means he was in late. But yeah, he's <laughs> put here that his uh, his classic time would be five, yeah. five p.m. So yeah, well, well yeah. remembered, Ed. Nice. Yeah. Any idea what his favorite movement in CrossFit would be? Mm, you got me there. I'm going to go back squat. Wow, that is a hundred percent correct. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh your grey matter working there. There is something going on here, but yeah, back squat. So okay, I, I was I was going to give you the clue that you know it's probably one of your more classic movements you would have been doing mm-hmm. before moving Excellent. to CrossFit. But Excellent. You didn't even need that. There we go. 
any ideas what his most hated movement i'm gonna say movements in crossfit are or or an element maybe that he struggled with that he doesn't like very much mm. toes to bar not quite but okay but i could see how this would transition across to that because he is breaking somewhere no it's anything overhead oh, so okay. it's that tightness that in, the, in, had, yeah. in the shoulders yeah. sort of thing so again i, I think that yeah. would impact your your yeah. toes to bar you certainly um, struggle opening his shoulders on the pull-up rig when you don't toast to bar yeah well, so I he get, I get a half point for that surely oh, that's what i've said <laughs> i've given you that but yeah he said anything overhead but making mm-hmm. progress so i now this might be erroneous and he might call me out mm-hmm. on this but i remember him hating the like single arm overhead uh, lunges so you know having to support that like dumbbell in one arm overhead yeah and do yeah. something like a lunge yeah i definitely remember him not enjoying that well so. I, de- I i clearly remember going to the box when uh, the open was on and we had the throw down between bath and the bridge and we had to do those however many lengths of the gym doing those overhead lunges uh, were pretty miserable. Um, yeah. I think he was there that day, actually. He was, yeah. And then there was the step-ups to be afterwards when everybody's legs just felt like jelly. And then strict handstand press-ups. So he would have hated that workout. <laughs> I, I hated that workout only because I'd been hoping strict handstand push-ups would come up in a workout. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to them, <laughs> I, I was so crushed. <laughs> but i couldn't do it i just i just got yeah. there and my arms yeah. from all those uh those yeah. lunges yeah that, that for me is a is a dumbbell weight i would usually scale mm-hmm. so having to do it with that weight was not yeah pleasant. well that's that's actually the dumbbell i brought home so i've been trying to use that 22 and a half oh, as yeah. much as i can <laughs> well it? you'll be ahead of the curve when we go back no i don't think so no, i don't think so <laughs> uh, i asked him how he found crossfit and he, he said basically he found it on youtube mm-hmm. and he was just bored of conventional gyms so uh Fantastic. been doing it for two and a half years Fi- final he, thing he, he made great progress he did he did really well and became you know a really important member of the gym well liked it was it was sad when he went definitely and i think he's he's still as i said he's still in the uh yeah on in the sid ranks of helpers and stuff like that yeah and he, he you know he's on the sphere we we chat occasionally and, and yeah he's, he's still yep. he's still around exactly definitely fun fact i've asked uh-huh. him so he's decided to go with a fun fact about himself uh-huh. you can tell me how fun it is uh, okay. he is uh one fourth german okay so i'm guessing that means one grandparent is potentially yeah is german yeah. or no, no, in either his names uh and I, I could be putting this out there. I, did, I didn't think Germans had a great sense of humour, actually. So I'm sure that's a fun fact. No, no I totally didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I would admit, yeah, you can't tell it from his names. I reckon, he, I reckon he's got a little bit of a German look to him, maybe. I think so. Slightly, mm-hmm. slightly Aryan, do you? Yeah. Well, that's what I used to get a lot when I was in Italy. If, if I, before I spoke, mm-hmm. it was, are you German? And uh, Really? Yeah, quite often. Blonde, blue eyes. <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> You're talking about me now, are you? Are you, are you one quarter German as well, Ed? Uh, no, I don't think I am. No, no. I have myself more down. I have myself more down as Viking, actually. <laughs> now, if anyone wants to follow Ryan on mm-hmm. social media, I better mm-hmm. make sure I get this right. You can you can find him on Instagram as Ryan six 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 six. That's 
six sixes, all right? So that doesn't really trip off the tongue, does it? But I'm uh, going to write that down. I'm, I'm going to put the link in the description just in case anybody wants to, to see what Excellent. Ryan's up to. Perfect. Nice one. Excellent. So, Ed, thank you so much for coming on. You've made Pleasure, so Jason. many members' dreams come true. Why did it take you this long to ask me to do the podcast? Oh. I can't believe it. <laughs> wow. Now, one of us is clearly lying. We'll I see. Thought I'd leave that, I thought I'd leave that to the very end, really, Jace, just so that didn't take you down a particular rabbit hole of questions to be asked. Yeah. The, the reason, Ed, is because as has been brought up on the last two episodes, uh, many yeah. people feel once you're on, you'll take over. And, <laughs> and you will uh, quickly kick me off and you will be the new host. No, I don't think so. No, no, no. We'll leave that one to you, Jace. Definitely. Right, you find your forte. I'd much rather be on the gym floor. Yeah. I, I much prefer being on this side of the questions as well. So <laughs> the, the episode where Ollie interviewed me did not like it. <laughs> but it did not give me any empathy for the people that I get on. So okay. that's, that's fair enough. Definitely. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ed. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you all again for the next episode. Cheers, Jace. Thanks so much. See you now. Bye-bye.